How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for L.A. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carter, score! some swagger. Push come to shove, we're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud postgame podcast for the playoffs. Kings win, once again, a 3-0 shutout in New York against the New York Rangers. I am so excited about this win in particular because of Jonathan Quick. I definitely felt like I had to do like a happiness wellness check on you um, <laughs> once the game ended and he actually got his shutout because I was like, are, are you okay? Like, are you going to be okay with this? I was driving home. I watched the first 40 minutes of the game, and then I drove home from work during the third period and listened on the radio. And so when the game ended, I was on the freeway, and much like that time, I yelled out my window when Dwight King scored a goal for the Kings last series. Um, uh, For this one, I was hollering about how much I love rooting for Jonathan Quick and that he got a shutout. So once again, terrorizing Los Angeles drivers with my loud mouth. It's all about educating people about how great the Kings are, and you're just doing it one driver at a time on the freeway in traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's just like that's the California that's the California way of doing it. Uh, I'm you so know, excited, just shouting to people in traffic. Yes, so excited about this because, of course, it's been a very up and down postseason for Jonathan Quick, and I have endured pretty much every night of the playoffs. People talking about how, uh, and, and not incorrectly. I mean, that Jonathan Quick has had some good moments in games, and he's played some good games. But for the most part, like the reason the Kings are still in this postseason is because they've been scoring a lot, and that's great. And at times when you know, even when he's not been good, he's Jonathan Quick has managed to outlast other goaltenders like Corey Crawford, and so far in the series, uh, Lundqvist. But tonight, tonight is Jonathan Quick's game. Jonathan Quick won this game. Good job to him. This may very well end up just being a 20-minute podcast of Chanel talking about Jonathan Quick and how great he was with I promise a play-by-play play of every save, all all 32 of his saves. Uh, yeah. And if this were a video podcast, there would probably be diagrams. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Let me just draw how it happened for you. Here is this X. Here is this X. Here's Jonathan Quick and goal and how he is perfect. Look at the halo over his head. <laughs> Um, if I get to spoon with Willie Mitchell on a plane, does that mean that I'm going to do something awesome? Um, absolutely. That seems to be the key. Spoon with Willie Mitchell the day before, have a great day, you know, the following day, do something awesome, impress everyone that you encounter. Uh, so obviously we're very pleased with how this game turned out. Um, but we should probably talk about what happened in the game. And yeah, let's start with the fact that there were very few uh, penalties. Like, this happened last game, too, where they're just like, we're in a ton of penalties in the first period. And so, like, there wasn't a whistle once again for forever. Uh, both teams were just content to kind of battle it out back and forth. I think someone said, like, prison style, <laughs> where uh, nothing was going to get called, so you just, you know, you do you, and however this goes is how it goes. But yeah, it's, uh, there was no scoring in the first period, but... Buzzer beater, Jeff Carter, our beautiful toothless wonder, scores one with something like, I've seen all the numbers, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.7. I know. 
seconds, uh, whatever, before the clock runs out is all I really care about. So sends everyone to get like, I'm sure that everyone, once they were leaving for intermission, was just like, um, instead of that one beer you're getting me, just grab me two. I, it was, that was really cool seeing him score that late. I've seen, I think the two numbers I've seen the most were 0.8 or 0.7. So one of those. Awesome. And everybody's like, does that count? And it totally does. So the Kings go into the intermission one nothing, And it's because it's so late, you have to imagine that the Kings are even like, Oh, that's pretty cool, you know? <laughs> but, and then um, they come out strong to start the second period. That's So that's the thing. That's the other thing about this game that makes me so excited for Jonathan Quick. And it's not just because he had a shutout, because he had, like, a shutout in the Shark series. But in that game, the Kings were playing super strong all around. For this game, the Kings got outshot for most of it, with the exception of a stretch during the second period, early on in the second period, where they went up in shot attempts over the Rangers. But other than that, the Rangers were all over them all night. So... They go up a little bit, and then, of course, they have a pretty strong second period to start just in the way that they're playing. But then also they manage to get two goals, a power play goal, and then a goal for Mike Richards, which is pretty much the dagger. Like, if Mike Richards is scoring on you, you don't really have a lot of hope, I think. Um, I think that's true. Uh, I, I just love that. I really wish that Trevor Lewis had gotten an assist on that goal. Obviously, he didn't because he didn't touch it, which is why the goal was scored. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of wish that he did get an assist for tricking the Rangers into thinking that there may be, like, another viable player on the other side of that mm-hmm. two-on-one to, like, you know, deflect attention, like, oh, we've got to protect the shooting lane of uh, Trevor Lewis as well. Right. Um, and then just letting Mike Richards have an open net. And he scored it. So that's also delightful. Yeah, that was just a sort of a mishap that ended up being a really fortunate bounce for Mike Richards because, yeah, he tried to pass it to Trevor Lewis, hits Ryan McDonough, comes back, but, you know, like you were saying, like, Lundqvist had already bitten on the pass. So he's trying to get cover Lewis, even though that makes no sense. Nobody should ever have to cover Lewis. He doesn't score, unless you're John Gibson. So... Lundqvist is paying attention to Lewis. It comes back and Mike Richards scores it. Lewis doesn't get an assist on that, but you know who got his third point of the series? <laughs> Apparently, Lundqvist killer Kyle Clippard picks up another point. He picks up the assist on Mike Richards' goal. That pleases me so much. I feel like anyone who's listened to this knows that we're extremely delighted that Kyle Clifford's work, his efforts are being reflected on the score sheet. If only Trevor Lewis could do the same. Like, oh, speaking of Trevor Lewis, not only did he miss this pass, there was a chance that he had on a, what was it, like a semi-breakaway or something like that, or a two-on-one, and the, I mean, not really his fault. The puck just hops over his stick, but still. Nothing good for him. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, like, Trevor Lewis has, what, like, four goals in these playoffs? So he's not, yeah. like, completely without. But this series and, like, last series, it just ha- haven't really been his time. It's been a while for Trevor Lewis. And also, he should spend the entire summer working on two-on-ones two because not happening for him for the most part. But yeah, but Kyle Clifford, it is his time. And what a great time it is for a guy who, remember, in 2012 was injured and didn't get to play in the playoffs for most of them. So I'm glad that he's gotten to play more and that he's putting up points in the final so that if the Kings do close it out um, on Wednesday or really at any point over the next few games, he will have contributed to this big win. That's great. Everyone was great. Like, okay, the Kings... Ne- Let's talk about the Kings neutral zone play for a moment. Because it was gorgeous. That That's, like, the weird thing about this game. Like, the reactions... I feel like 
the optics of this entire series and the numbers kind of don't match up because the Kings, I thought, watching this game, I don't think they looked out of control. It was kind of like that one of the games, was it the Duck series? I don't know. There was one that they were like numbers-wise had been outplayed all night, so the stats were completely skewed, but it was like a game that they never looked panicked in or anything. The Kings never looked totally out of control in this game, but like the stats will say that the Kings got completely outplayed. Like if you look at the numbers, completely. There were only three players who came out positive in possession, but like in the neutral zone and like on their breakouts, for the most part, they looked clean. So it's weird to say that they managed to play pretty strong defensively, or at least to look like they were in control, even if maybe that's not what every stat you see says. Because yeah, I didn't feel, I felt like they looked pretty good for a lot of it. Yeah, I I felt like they they played a very like solid game in general. There weren't times that they were just constantly turning over the puck or, I mean, of course that happened, but yeah, they just looked like they were in control, even when they didn't have possession, even when, you know, it was kind of back and forth. They never... They just never looked worried, or they never made me feel worried, which I guess is a problem from games of like the games in the past. So yeah, I completely it was, agree. I, that's kind of also what I loved about this. Like even obviously they held the lead the entire time, but like even in the first period when they didn't have a lead or when they only had like a one goal lead, and you know uh, that's very easy for the Rangers to get come back with. I just never felt worried. Part of that might also be because the Rangers got six power plays, and so I knew that that time I could just, you know, sit back. Right, yeah. Relax. Just chill. <laughs> Although, full credit to the Kings, like, some of those penalty kills were really good. Some of them, of course, Jonathan Quick was really good on, but there were also some where it was just, like, as a unit, they were really great. So you have six penalties. They gave, they gave the Rangers full opportunity to get back into the game and didn't allow that to happen. So credit to the team, you know, the penalty killers, credit to Quick and Net just solid despite the fact that they did take way more penalties than they should have with the exception probably of the penalty that drew Doughty took to deny rick nash's goal that was the right move oh yeah veteran move by drew Doughty to uh take a penalty there because otherwise uh it would have almost it it was it wasn't a trevor lewis you know in front of the net it was rick nash so he would have scored that right so yeah good on Doughty for doing that and then good on the kings for killing that penalty after Speaking of that Trevor Lewis right on the like post opportunity, was it Zuccarello that had that crazy chance that yes. ended up hitting the post and then maybe or maybe not didn't actually hit Jonathan Quick's stick and bounce out? That was crazy. <laughs> so I'm glad it's not just Trevor Lewis who fails there sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That, I'm glad that he's not just the one shining example of not being able to put it in the back of the net. Quick made some phenomenal saves today, as, including two paddle saves which were just, like, obscene. I think those were on the ones on Broussard. Yeah, that one, too. But, like, and it wasn't even, like, you know, putting the pedal down on the ground so that it kind of takes away the bottom when he's out of position. It was, like, midair. Uh, there were a lot of comments on Twitter about people being like, oh, hello, 2012 Jonathan Quick, and as nervous as that makes me when people say that in the middle of the game where there's still so much time for things to go wrong. I had to agree. Like, he looked like he was completely focused tonight and really did, at times, bail the Kings out on quality, quality chances that the Rangers had. I just, I mean, I can't, I I don't have anything bad to say about his play today. And so, of course, I am basking in it wonderfully. And, And for the Kings, too, like, they seem confident now like even like the quotes after 
this game, everybody seems a lot more pleased with how they start. They've started the game. They had a better start. And even despite allowing more shots, they seem more confident in how they played as a unit. And that's that has to be terrifying if you're the Rangers. For the Kings to play like that, to actually be able to outshoot this team and still have the Kings come off the ice like, yeah, we were great. I'm super happy. Like, that has to be so scary. Um, absolutely. And to kind of like dial back to how great Jonathan Quick was playing, uh, one of the things that was kind of common in the last two games were just a ton of like flurries in front of the net, but Jonathan Quick was excellent at kind of containing rebounds um, or not giving any up. And yeah, this time the entire team just clicked together. They played well. I'm really glad that they didn't go down two goals. Um, and I'm really glad that they didn't go up two goals and then lose. So that narrative right, yeah. can now go away. So we can just be like, hey, the Kings are better. Um, so I really enjoy that just general part of this game as well. In in praising Jonathan Quick and in crediting the Kings, which actually, before I say this other thing, I want to also note the Rangers, uh, Vino pulled... Lundqvist with like four, four and a half minutes left. And the Kings did not allow a single shot when the Rangers brought on that extra attacker. There was no shot on goal. So like Jonathan Quick, of course, was alert because they had the Rangers had spent some time in the Kings zone, but they never actually got a shot through to the net. That's amazing. That's the way you close out a game like that. So they ended it looking completely strong. On the subject of Lundqvist, I have to say that as good as Jonathan Quick was, Lundqvist was bad. (laughs) The Kings had a 22.2 shooting percentage at even strength, 20% overall. That's insanity, especially in a Stanley Cup final game. A a Stanley Cup final game against the King. Yeah. Yeah. Where where he's at home at MSG too at MSG, but tonight was just not his night at all. He only faced fifteen shots overall, and the Kings had three goals. Um, once again, I always love just like in the Anaheim series when I love that the Kings invaded uh, the Ducks like arena. I love when you can hear silence in the road, like in the opposing teams' arenas. So hearing the like Madison Square Garden just silent. Um, really warmed my cold and bitter heart. I quite enjoy that as well, and I hope they are able to do it again for Game 4, which we should talk about. Like, how do you feel about the Kings going into Game 4? Do you think that the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup on June 11th for the second time? I want them to so bad. Uh, We were talking before we actually started recording, and the thing is, we were both fine with them losing this game. We didn't think that it was going to be a sweep, regardless of how much everyone was like, oh, the Kings, you know, have the advantage, like, this is going to be a route, blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously, the first game went into overtime, the second game went into double overtime, and, you know, the Kings were just one bounce away from this being a completely different series. That being said, now that they've won this game, I ref- like I just won't allow them to lose the fourth. Like, I, I would not be able to handle yeah, that. Yeah, I-, I want them to close it out. I think it's completely possible for them to make it happen, and I hope that they do. Obviously, now the Rangers' backs are against the wall. They managed to come back from being down... 3-1 against the Penguins, so it's not like they're incapable of coming back, but I hope the Kings don't allow that to happen. Just win the Stanley Cup. Just win it. Please. So, um, 
that's what I want to see. And you just reminded me, I don't know if you saw the ESPN thing after the game, but they mentioned the coincidence of how the series has gone so far, a lot like 2012, and that the Kings won games one and two in overtime. Game three was a shutout, although the score for that one in 2012 was 4-0. And then, of course, everybody knows the Kings didn't end up winning the Stanley Cup until game six. So hopefully they can break that trend, because I would like them to finish it up Wednesday. Yeah, I would just like to from now until eternity circle June 11th on my calendar (laughs) as a good day. Like, let me listen to that Ice Cube song that day for the rest of my life. June 11th is also my youngest brother's birthday, and so if I could be like, happy birthday, also the Kings won, that's (laughs) good for me. I mean, he doesn't care about hockey, really, but it would make it nice for me. Uh, He has to share his birthday (laughs) with, like, the Kings winning. Yeah, I would like a birthday present on his birthday, basically. (laughs) You can justify buying a present for him and then buying a present for you. Right. I think that is totally okay. So clearly we're just like, let's, you know, they started with a reverse sweep, let's end end this with a sweep and with me crying. Oh, tears of joy, though. Tears of joy. Unlike the tears tears of of sadness we thought might happen in the first round. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I would be ups- I would only be upset that there wouldn't be streamers. True, but then they'll have lots of streamers when they come back to LA to celebrate. Also, by the way, speaking of being in LA, I really dug that the uh, that LA Live set up chairs and stuff for everybody yes. to watch out in the courtyard. That was really cool. Because we we talk about it all the time how they have that giant screen there and just like a giant open area that never seems to be used except for people to like mill about drunkenly before and after right. the game. So to see it actually being used. Um, and like with, especially with like California's beautiful weather, everyone's just sitting out there in the sunshine cheering about the Kings. Like that's, that's perfect. I dig it. So yeah, Kings need to, uh, finish it up. I'm so happy about Jonathan Quick's shutout. I also have to give, uh, some props to Andre Kopitar, of course, who played really well and was like one of the three Kings players who came out even in possession or better, just to let you know exactly who those players are. It was Tyler Toffoli, who came out even, 50%, Corsi 4. Then Andre Kobitar with 52.9. And then Jeff Carter. Like, that's the person I really want to give props to. Jeff Carter, 55.6, was the best player possession-wise for the Kings on the ice all night at even strength. So, dude is good. I I don't... It's going to be really tough if the Kings do pull this off and win on Wednesday to pick... Who wins the con Smythe? Like, so many guys have stepped up in these playoffs. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. At at this point it's kind of a coin flip and I would probably be fine with anyone. All right. Well, that is all we have for this particular game. Unless is there any other players that you want to highlight that really impressed you tonight? Other than Jonathan Quick, obviously, who was amazing and who I love. Uh no, I thought everyone deserves a gold star. I wanna kiss everyone on the mouth. It was great. <laughs> nice reaction. I second <laughs> this. Kisses for everybody, cuddles for everyone, spooting equals winning. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you after game four. And if we are lucky, we can say that the Kings have won the Stanley Cup. And if not, we'll see you for more games, and that'll be fine, too. But hopefully it's it's a big win. And until then, take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.